Blog Talk Radio. Listen to me, because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis, what is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. 50 years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote. You got it? But the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day, and we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself with a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubs us good on one side and kicks us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I close. Excuse me. I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar that has continued to promise but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them, look to God, look to yourself, Break your covenant with hell and death, then make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be free can be freed by this. The Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Alpha Show. Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth 
must be spoken more than once. Oh, it's been another one of those repetitive Groundhog Day weeks. You wake up and you hear the same thing over and over and over again. Only thing that differs in these weeks that pass are the levels and the instances of and examples of racism. Let's see. Last week we had the woman standing in front of uh, the door wouldn't let the black guy into his uh, apartment building because he couldn't prove to her that uh, he lived there, even after showing her some type of key fob. So you got elderly black people being taken off buses because the authorities wish to, I say, use their racist beliefs with an excuse to stop them from voting. The voter suppression is rampant, rampant. And there needs to be a response. This is election fraud, not voter fraud. This is election fraud. And there should be lawsuits filed. But I don't think that would matter because they have the courts. (laughs) They're stacking the courts as we speak. So... What's it all about? What redress do we have for the injustices? This is the new Jim Crow era when it comes to voter suppression. Yes, the new Jim Crow era. And who was that? Um, I saw a piece by... Um, it was It was on... Um, I guess it was Joy Joy Reed. It was on her show. And uh yes, it was on Joy Reed's and Greg Plass uh was who has been doing extensive investigating on these purges and on these reasons for purges. It it just seems to come and go without a lot of screaming from places like the ACLU, the DNC, the DCCC. But make no make no mistake about this. If this isn't Halted. If this isn't checked, this will be your last chance. 17 days. We got 17 days out. I got a a personal note. (laughs) I got another story. The uh, Mega Millions lottery was one billion dollars and that was last night's draw one billion 
not nine hundred and thirty million, not one billion. And nobody won. Nobody won, especially me. And here's here's my uh, personal crisis. Let's see, on Thursday or Wednesday, I told my son, make sure you get me some tickets. He didn't get them Wednesday. He didn't get them Thursday. He didn't get them Friday. And I asked him, I said, I'm paying for the damn tickets. Why can't you just stop and get them? That I just can't get my head around, but I digress. Let me move forward. Let me move forward. He did, however, get me a drawing for the $1.6 billion. And uh, I do have a ticket for this evening. So if the show ends abruptly, <laughs> there's a reason why. And um, I I don't check my tickets till in the morning anyway. Give me a chance to sleep naturally. Give me an opportunity not to stay woke, panting like a like a run, like a uh, as exercise puppy. <laughs> heavy heavy breathing and panting. Um. Oh yeah. Something else of great importance. There's a game seven to see who goes to the World Series and see and meets Boston. And it's going on right now. <laughs> um, you know, I toyed with the idea of not doing a show uh, tonight because um, of just the repetitive nature and the low... Um, level of enthusiasm and oh yes the rhetoric from the TV pundits that I ignore who are having doubts who are talking down the blue wave and of course it's all of the money the Republicans have dumped into the system and now Trump is claiming that people are rioting and in Los Angeles and in California to escape the sanctuary cities. And uh, people are, are, he's going to send the troops down for the caravan that's on his way here. And, you know, there's nothing about policy, the tax cuts, the increasingly favorable economy that he inherited. There's nothing about sanctioning Saudi Arabia for murder. There's nothing about it. Oh, but I'll say this. Hillary's emails, okay? That's all I want to say about that. Hillary's emails. And Bill Clinton sexually assaulting women 20, 20 plus years ago. Seems to be their storyline. 
it's a tackle bomber, it's a tackler equipment, the same old villains. Nothing new. So I like to leave it to a place where the goats can get it, as Joe Madison says, and turn it away from the naysayers, the whataboutisms, the purists. I'll tell you again, is Donald Trump going to save you? (laughs) Is Donald Trump going to save you or is he going to make it worse? The Washington Post writer, Kasagi, I hope I'm saying his name right, and too, what the hell? He came into the Saudi consulate in Turkey and a fight broke out. This man is 60 years old. He's not in close to fighting shape. But a fight broke out between he and the 15 security guards, uh, private police who just arrived. And the fight broke out and somebody bought a bone saw. Somebody bought a bone saw to this fight. Now, he had been there before for the same thing, and he had to reschedule it, which meant Saudis said, well, come back later when we have our boys here to murder you. That's exactly what happened. But the first thing out of their mouth was, oh, he left. His girlfriend said he didn't, or his fiance. Well, I didn't see him. He must have walked right by you. Really? Or there were rogue. This was a rogue operation. No, this wasn't a rogue. You know, People who work for this this murderous prince and this murderous regime don't do things rogue because they will lose their head. Their heads will be chopped off. And now they've arrested the, what, 18 people? And they're going to sacrifice them. Or they're going to banish them off to Mecca or How about this one? They'll do the PR and give them life sentences. And next year, they'll get a king's pardon. That's right, a king's pardon. And all will be forgiven and we will continue to go along with this. That's one of the first things that should happen. They should kill the arms deal. They should kill any type of foreign aid going to Saudi, like they need the money. And as long as Prince, whoever the hell he is, is in charge of MBS. And I'm like, what the hell is MBS? And then someone called and They said, they told me what MBS stood for. MBS stands for 
Mr. Bonesaw, period. Mr. Bonesaw. You kill a resident of the United States who is in exile, working for the Washington Post, and the only thing our president can say is, he wasn't an American citizen. Does that even matter? How do you fix your lips to respond in that manner? How do you say to yourself that his life doesn't matter? And the beat goes on. He's stomping around the country telling lie after lie after lie. And yet we still have people talking about Hillary's emails. But I guess just as what happened in 2016, nothing will change. It'll be the same if there is no check put upon this president. But they have revved up the money machine and they're dumping ads of lies into the community. They're lying about Muslim candidates being secretly members of the Brotherhood. Did you see where Cruz accused Beto O'Rourke of uh, changing his name so they wouldn't find out about his background? And But excuse me. Didn't Ted Cruz change his name coming out of Canada? I mean, just ridiculous lies. Just provable. Provable, debunked lies. But that's all they got. They they run on fear and lies. Fear and lies, period. There's nothing else to run on. You got Trump lying. You got all of his sons out lying. You got his press secretary lying. You got John Kelly lying. It's getting to that point. It's gotten to that point a long time ago. Whereas if that's what this is going to be about, you have to call it what it is. Did you see Trump where he said Democrats are about They want mobs. Republicans want jobs. You have to give it to the man. He sure knows how to work the press. And the press chases everything that he says like a soccer ball in a field, a lap dog after a chew toy. And that's what the press looks like, chasing down what he says. I've heard people speak, and I I can't remember the the group, but um, they were um, they were uh, more worried about the Democratic Party 
and the ills of the Democratic Party, which has a lot of ills. I'm not saying they're wrong, but it has a lot of ills. But damn it, if you can't look up and see a bus rushing towards you and you can't get out of the way of it, you deserve. You absolutely deserve what you get. I'm going to run this clip because um, there's a nature call. It is now impossible to tell the difference between Donald Trump and John Kelly. They are only a few years apart in age, and they both grew up in northeastern urban racist neighborhoods. Donald Trump in Queens and New York City, John Kelly in Brighton and Boston. They both grew up in what was still the Neanderthal age of America's treatment of women. They both grew up in a country where you could still be murdered for being a black, a black person trying to register to vote or being a white person trying to help a black person trying to register to vote. And there is no evidence that Donald Trump or John Kelly ever objected to any of that. There is no evidence that they ever protested anything about the world they were born into. And today, thanks to BuzzFeed's Freedom of Information Act request, we now see John Kelly's email about Senator Elizabeth Warren in the early days of the Trump administration, in which he tells one of his assistants that Senator Elizabeth Warren is an, quote, impolite, arrogant woman, end quote, because she called John Kelly when he was Secretary of Homeland Security and complained to him that the Trump administration was illegally not following the court orders that federal judges in Massachusetts and New York issued to block the Trump Muslim ban that was unconstitutional and illegally implemented. John Kelly knew with confidence that he could tell the man working for him that Elizabeth Warren was an impolite, arrogant woman, and that man would understand exactly what he meant, because that man was Kevin Carroll, an Irish-American with the same views of women that John Kelly and Donald Trump have. John Kelly and Kevin Carroll's Irish ancestors came to this country in poverty and starving and were welcomed in places like the Port of Boston, which Elizabeth Warren was fighting to preserve as an entry point for deserving immigrants. But their Irish heritage had no effect on John Kelly and Kevin Carroll's view of the immigrants who were trying to enter in those same places where their ancestors entered. John Kelly is the White House official whose public conduct is as despicable as Donald Trump's. Not as frequently despicable, but despicable enough. He is the man who called an African-American congresswoman an empty barrel and accused her of lying. And when that was instantly proven false, when John Kelly was instantly proved to be the liar, about Congresswoman Frederica Wilson, John Kelly refused to apologize. He held that ground that the old racist neighborhood that he grew up in would have been so proud of. John Kelly's old neighborhood has changed a lot since he lived there. It is now integrated. It has a lot less racism than it used to, but we don't know how much John Kelly has changed, if at all, since he lived there. When John Kelly was exposed to the world as a liar about an African-American congresswoman, of course he wouldn't apologize. He wouldn't apologize to an African-American woman for anything, including lying about her and calling her a dehumanizing term. 
And so there is no real news in John Kelly's women problem. He is the man who told the lie that women were held sacred when he was growing up. And he knew that was a lie when he said it. And he knew it was a lie when he was a child and experienced the truth. He saw the way women were actually held down in those days in so many ways, not just in his neighborhood, but in the entire country, denied employment simply because they were women. Entire categories of employment were shut off to women when John Kelly tells the lie that they were held sacred. Kevin Carroll, the apparently soulless flunky who received John Kelly's email about Elizabeth Warren being an impolite, arrogant woman, replied, too bad Senate Majority Leader McConnell couldn't order her to be quiet again, exclamation point. Warren is running for president so early, trying too hard and chasing bad pitches. That email is from a flunky who works for Donald Trump, who started running for re-election for president and fundraising for re-election the day after inauguration. Order her to be quiet again. That's what John Kelly's flunky wanted Mitch McConnell to do to Elizabeth Warren, not realizing that when Mitch McConnell tried to do that to Elizabeth Warren on the Senate floor, he made Elizabeth Warren a political folk hero for anyone who does not worship at the altar of Trump. I call the senator to order under the provisions of Rule 19. Mr. President. Senator from Massachusetts. Mr. President, I am surprised that the words of Coretta Scott King are not suitable for debate in the United States Senate. I ask leave of the Senate to continue my remark. Is there objection? Objection. I appeal the ruling. Objection is heard. The Senator will take her seat. And here is how the cowardly lion of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, later described that moment. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. And with that, nevertheless, she persisted, became a unifying cry for Elizabeth Warren and against Mitch McConnell and against Donald Trump and against the likes of his flunkies and everyone else who thinks that a woman raising her voice for justice for immigrants is an impolite, arrogant woman. John Kelly had many Trump team flunkies working for him at the Department of Homeland Security, and he has many Trump team flunkies working around him in the White House now. But John Kelly surely is Donald Trump's flunky in chief. Olivia Nuzzi reports that in the middle of an Oval Office interview with Donald Trump, Trump turned to John Kelly and said, General, what do you think of the president? He asked. He's a great president, Kelly said. John Kelly is Donald Trump. Well, so Donald, with the last word at MSNBC, and I know... Once Donald did something, what, 30, 40 years ago, which disqualifies him to make a factual statement as he just did. But um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, after a while, somebody's going to answer my question. It's not a tough question. It never has been a tough question. It's simply a question. 
You know the question. Where are you going? Where are you going? Your independent party wins nothing. Your Green Party wins nothing. All you have to say are negatives about both parties. And I don't disagree with what you say. I'm simply saying, just damn. Listen to what you're saying and look at what's going on. Listen to what you're saying and look at what's going on. And if somehow you still hold the need to sit with your arms folded and pouting, filling up your diapers because everyone, no one passes your purity test, then you're lost. And you will remain lost. But the choices we make, those are choices you have to work out amongst yourselves. I am willing to vote for vote blue because I know the other side means absolutely no good. No good. And I know if I think that the blue side is working for Medicare for all, I'm lost. But you got to start somewhere. And uh, all of the analogies, I can give all the analogies I want, and it won't turn your heads to political reality. But that's okay. You can still hang in there. You can still hang in there and do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. But um, I got to tell you, I'm out. <laughs> I'm simply doing the the thing that makes me comfortable. And you got to really look at the, look at the reason. Why do I support Democrats? Why? And I have a grandson who's a truck driver who's stopped in to get on my last nerve, as always, as usual. And and he said something very ignorant to me. He said that Kanye was right, and Kanye and Trump together will do something about uh, private prisons and whatnot. And he says it just to set me off, as he believes. But um, at age 28, he knows nothing. And he displays it every time he opens his mouth. And so I simply let him babble on about what he knows. Trump is for prison reform. See, here it is right here, Washington Post. told him he was for DACA, too. Here it is, he's for DACA. But what happened? Nothing. Just a publicity stunt. He pulled it off the table. He showed you one thing, he took it back. Put one arm in and pull it out before you can grab it. But none of that seems to resonate with him. So I allow him to rant and rave when he runs out of when he runs up 
against the wall and there's no response to the debate. He goes, what has politics done for me anyway? What has politics done for black people? And it's the same thing. Like I said, he's young and dumb, and and I love the back and forth that uh, I give him. But um, please, it's gotten to that point. We're at critical mass, 70, 17 days, 17 days until the election. Uh, my ballot is already in. My ballot is already in. What you have to do is, since my ballot is in, I began making phone calls to all of the people that I know, Messenger on Facebook, Duo, IMO, Facebook Time, whatever it takes. And remind them or ask them, have you voted yet? Have you voted yet? And if someone was saying, when they tell me no, I'll play this for them. I don't care who you are or where you work. Get your ass out and vote. <laughs> this ain't the election to sit home and lurk. I want to vote, Jerry, mm-hmm. in these streets. I don't know how many of you recognize her voice, but she is. She is something else. See, her, her persona is a strong black woman. It's Jennifer Lewis, I believe is her name. And like always, I'm not good with names, so it might be something else, but... Trust me. <laughs> and I'll say it and continue to say it. Get your ass out and vote. Drag the people who have haven't voted. And I do believe that young people are going to. I think that the Parkland students are going to make a difference here. And see, it's not just enough to almost win. All of these states and districts that Donald Trump carried by 20, 30 points, it's not enough to get right up there and lose by a point. That's not good enough. Then come to find out there are so many people who didn't vote, so many people who were purged from voting. That we could have won Georgia, the governorship. We could have won Florida, the governorship. We could have won the Senate seat, open Senate seat in Tennessee and in Nevada. We could have even maybe squeaked by in Arizona. We could have flipped the House 
really investigated this corrupt, lying, treasonous president. So get our get a grip on it. Uh, India India here she goes. She gone. India's having technical problems and I don't know. What what story was that I saw? Um, Hurricane victims, Hurricane Florence. The people in (laughs) the people in northern Florida. People of northern Florida are upset. Because what they have, what they are experiencing, are is no service, no internet service, no cell phone service overnight because of Trump and their governor Scott Walker. And I saw that story, and I said to myself, "Really, really, exactly." What is that? What is that? How is it that Rick Scott and Donald Trump teamed up to cancel overnight internet and cell phone service to an area hit by the storm like that? And I saw this. um, I saw this story. And it made it made me say, wait, is this is this real? See, because now you have to question whether or not these particular stories are real. Yeah, you can't take anything for face value, and that's the first the first trait, the first. I guess, piece of fascism. The truth is not the truth anymore. The truth is questionable. Because of this president. You can't depend on (laughs) your lying eyes. Are you going to believe him or are you going to believe your lying eyes? India, can you hear me? I wonder if India have audio yet. Because um, she seems to be having a problem with, uh, as she did with her show last night. And it just, I don't know. I don't know why that would be a problem 
because I use Chrome. That's all I've used, and it's uh, it's popped up. There needs to be a uh, a flash drive update. Mitch McConnell caught out eating with his wife in uh, Louisville in a Cuban restaurant. The man took his, his doggy bag, opened the door, and threw his doggy bag out the door and told him to get the hell out of here. Why are you here? And harassed the hell out of Mitch McConnell. So if, if, we, if they win, if they can continue to have control of all three houses, your Medicare, your Social Security, your Medicaid is done. Done. And that's the bottom line. Tax breaks for the billionaires, and we'll cut the entitlement. And they call it entitlement when it's actually an insurance policy that we've paid into. But don't, you know. Don't let the don't let the small things bother you. Don't let the just the crazy sway you in any way. And I've never seen until the Democrats win the House so many investigations. <laughs> They're investigating these swamp creatures that are in the Trump administration. It's it's nuts. I'm waiting for after the election to see if um, the Mueller investigation will survive and will he bring indictments against certain individuals who have clear. You know what? He's talking about no collusion, no collusion. No. Donald Trump Jr., Manafort, and Gar- and Jared. I don't know who I want to indict at first. I, well, it was Manafort. I wanted he he was smug and arrogant. Yeah, they 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 got him and they got him on you know the the difference, the separate difference of. Um, Money laundering, tax evasion, and that kind of stuff. But Paul Manafort, Jared, and Donald Jr., both, all three, colluded with the Russians. And let me give you this analogy and leave it at that. We have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Um, if you, if it is what you say it is, we love it. I love it. You know where it's coming from. It's called, coming from Putin and the Russian nationals. You say it was about adoption. You lie about it. You lie. You tell multiple lies about it. Right, let me give you this analogy. Hello, my name is Chris Hansen. Why are you sitting naked in the kitchen of this 14-year-old boy? 
Period. Period. And when a guy gets up and leaves, they arrest him. Nothing happens. But that's what, that was the intent. To catch a predator. They already had email communications and text messages of what the plot was. And the same is true. The same is true with Jared and Donald Jr. and this uh, and this meeting. And oh, by the way, was that the Russian lawyer, the woman who was just who just died in a suspicious car accident? You see. When their people are exposed, who are basically working to help them along with their charade, they murder them. (laughs) Flat out murder them. And that's basically what has happened. Now one of the Saudi uh, guards who murdered the uh, journalist, he's died in a what was it? He's, he's died in a car accident. So the woman lawyer died in a helicopter crash. Oh. Dropping like flies. And they will continue to drop like flies because <laughs> they have no choice. 929-477-2867 is the number to call in. Let me go to the phones. One one one. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling True Forks Network. Yes, my friend. This is Mike from Singapore. How are you, sir? Mike, Mike, how are you? How are things in Singapore? Uh, p- yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm I'm okay hanging there, but you know we are just. Uh, uh, we have no patience anymore because we want to see what what will be happening on November 6th in United States because whatever happens, it's going to shock the world. Well, Mike, I don't think you should have... Um, you should anticipate a great deal is happening. See, because, like I said, even if they take back the house, you can't be sure that they're going to stand in unison against what this president is doing. As you can recall, when Obama was president, they stood lockstep against him saying, we are protecting the country. Democrats won't do that. They'll fray off and go in for, you know, they'll go along with them like Chuck Schumer did with the judges. You have to really come to a point, come to a place where you can say enough is enough. Either you either you stand against this man or you get the hell out of office. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, how many times does Trump change his position regarding uh, <laughs> Khashoggi? Oh my, Jamal Khashoggi. I mean, this, I mean, not the Saudis say, yes, we killed, we killed, he was killed inside embassy. That means our 
country, basically, when they say that. Means we can do anything to him. So then, you know, we see the cars leaving, etc. Then uh, cleaning crew comes with the bleaches, etc. I mean, this is a madness. And then he says, well, I have $110 million. I have to do with uh, Saudis, and I, otherwise half a million people will go out of job. What a lie. What a lie, this person. <laughs> and what does the and job then, got to do with a murderer? <laughs> right. And then instead, then he says, next time I'm going to take super... Uh, you know, uh, 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 hard position against them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when he went there, I'm sure you noticed the kingdom, the kingdom of uh, Saudi gave him a 50 carat gold necklace and plus diamonds at the bottom of it. He wore that. So he already, they have bribed him. So this president is, has conflict of interest because, uh, you know, he's good with the countries, although uh, whatever they can do, kill the journalists is okay, blah, blah, blah is okay. As long as you gave me the gold and diamonds and also to Melanie, they give uh, her uh, again, 50 karat gold of, uh, you know, uh, belt. She was wearing it on that day. And we see, we have a video of it. So basically, I mean, uh, M- Melania, uh, when she went to Africa, and then she was dressed like she, uh, she, it is a fashion show in Africa. African people don't have any money to eat, my friend. And and then she dressed like a, a, a better than Queen of London. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. It's just unreal. It's a con- it's a constant daily flow of nonsense. A constant daily <laughs> thumbing their nose at the law, the emoluments clause, and the norms of our democracy. Now, you may not be happy as I am unhappy with our democracy as it is. But, come on. You're going to violate every every section, every bit of the norm? You lie on a badge? You, you did you see where he says the people were rioting to get out of the sanctuary cities in, in L.A.? And, you know... Just lie after lie. Just, just it, it gets to a point where you're so there's so much lying that he does, and when you ask him about Always. it, he does another lie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he's a psychopath, and he, and he's a sociopath, and he has uh, three marriages, and he bought uh, both ex-wife uh, with money. It says, I give you so much money that you cannot even think of it. Just shut your goddamn mouth. That's what it is about. Yeah. You know? And it's mild That's money. what it it's, is. It's, 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 he has enriched himself with, with uh, mob, Russian mob money. Yeah. And sure. it's like, 
once they once they get to the bottom of it, once they dig it, and if the Democrats win, they can get his tax returns, which will show them some, but not all, not all. Right. I mean, how, I mean, how can a president keep changing its position day and night? I mean, if two, within two three hours. Say something, and two, three hours you say something, two, three hours you say something. I mean, make up your mind, man. Tell tell them what what you want to do. It's ridiculous. How about his father? You know what his favorite word is. We'll see what happens. He explains nothing. He'll see, simply says, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We'll see what happens. As you know. He keep repeating, my friend. You know, if you keep repeating lies over and over, people believe it. That's uh, as someone, a uh, great man in England said that. He was a Sears, and uh, he said, if you want to say a lie, just keep repeating and keep repeating until, you know, they understand it. That is lie. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, I hope um, we got 70, 17 days. We're 17 days out. So as the clock ticks and continues to tick, we'll see. We'll wake up Wednesday morning either a little happy <laughs> or not happy at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing, he's taking, uh, uh, with Russia, he's taking off the nuclear they have signed in 1967 regarding nuclear uh, arms reduction or something. He said, fuck it. Uh, sorry, I said that. Uh, F. F. No, no, no. no. Yeah. A, I, I don't want That's it. okay. That's okay. He said it. He said it. But yeah. see, this is him dismantling the government of the United States, dismantling the policies for Vladimir Putin. Putin is already... Uh, said aloud that, uh, and he's uh, basically wallowing that the United States is no longer the moral authority of the world, thanks to Donald Trump. That's right. There you have it. There you have it. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for your call, man. Uh, I appreciate it and continue to listen. And um, hopefully um, there will be good news in 17 days. Hopefully we can rid ourselves well, we can put some type of check on this uh, presidency <laughs> and and the destruction he's doing to this country. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and before I go, I mean, he he messes up all the uh, Obama health care. He messes up uh, everything. Screw everybody. Even uh, right now, what? It's almost uh, fifteen thousand to twenty thousand points. Um, you know, the um, is down the uh, you know, the enrollment. Uh, I, I just, yeah, 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 20,000 points so far down. I mean, they keep uh, stock goes up, it goes down. Uh, I mean, uh, 20 points, 20,000, uh, or oh, I mean, no, a total of 10,000 points. Uh, point, or 5,000 points down, something like that. Sorry, 5,000 points so far from 30, uh, close to 30, another 25. So, 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 I mean, 
it's everywhere is messed up, my friend. Everywhere from the uh, little town, little rock in in uh, uh, Nebraska to everywhere you Arkansas. I mean, everywhere you go, it's just people are pissed. And then only people they want the America have is a white nationalist uh, super, uh, white. Uh, super, uh, white nationalist socialists party of USA they are they are the ones who went to uh, North Carolina and had clashes with the other people and one of them ran uh, uh, what you call it ran Heather Heider and killed her so these are you know they say United States is only for white people what the f- f- war f is that? Well, that's that's the nationalist alt right neo Nazi approach to it. So, um, well, that's like not I acceptable. Said, like in, 17, in seventeen days, yeah. we'll have a chance to check it. We'll have it, and it, 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 it to me, it's become maddening because we can't. Um, we just can't speed this up like we want to, nor can we yes. speed up the Mueller investigation. And he's he's supposedly poised and waiting and sitting and waiting to drop whatever it is he's going to drop. And all we can do is wait. That's all we can do. Yes. Thanks for your call, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. See you next time. I'll, Bye-bye. I'll put you on mute. Okay, okay, okay. Sounds good. Uh, Brother Mike out of Singapore, Um, as always, uh, I see you 646, and I'll I'll come to you right behind this. You know, it's sort of like NATO has, and Europeans have developed an economy that only includes the Atlantic Ocean, but this would be a far wider uh, economic system. And if we're going out of our way to not invest with them, uh, you know, that seems kind of short-sighted to us. So I'm kind of worried about whether or not you're, you know, playing, uh, you know, that we should look at them as enemies in trade. Right, 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 right. right. You know, the funny thing is, is that um, the word strategy is something, you know, when when people Mm -hmm. say we should have a strategy. That means a very long-term plan, which yeah. affects all je- sections of government yeah. uh, and all, all aspects of American life. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Right. I mean, the Obama people tried, but it was a very narrow strategy. Mm-hmm. The Chinese and the Russians, they have a strategy. They go, they're going deep. Russia's, yeah, Russia's strategy is the United States has to be knocked down as the number one economy in the world. Yeah. And we need to get powers in the United States which will end the previous world order. China, on the other hand, it's we're going to the market and we're going to take it all. And yeah. America's given it to us and that's awesome. Yeah. So when we pulled out of TPP, we gave up all advantage of global trade throughout the entire Pacific region with every country and we turned it hmm. over to China. Yeah. That so seems like a bad your idea. Walmart prices are going up. Yeah. I, this is my thing because I'm, I'm not an economist. I don't know if you know this or not. That seems bad to me. It's bad. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it ain't good. And then, you know what I think about? I think about the, I mean, we were talking about uh, when uh, opium took over China, 
yeah. or you know, a hundred something years ago. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at our opioid crisis right now. Yeah. And you know, the whole idea that now our country is asleep. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is. We we're losing people. You know, so we are asleep at the wheel in terms of our politics. We have people dying in a in a drug crisis right now, and we we don't even have the people power to address any of these issues. Well, we we actually do. What we don't have is we don't have a government that will address yeah, yeah. any of these issues. I mean, you know, not running for president, but if I were if you know if I were in charge, I mean, you know, I was I was military. Guy. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of take an organizational approach to it, mm-hmm. which is. We will eradicate this. The moonshot approach. Yeah. I mean, and they, they, the Obama administration did a good job of that when they started their moonshot against cancer. Mm-hmm. All of that funding, which is being cut. Right. Okay, because who wants to, you know, my wife had cancer mm-hmm. last year. Oh, uh, And, um, yeah, women, it's sex for ovarian cancer. It's yeah. a silent killer. Yeah. There's no signs. Yep. Until you got it. Yeah. yeah. So, my mother had ovarian cancer. There you Absolutely. go. My PSA is over. That being said. We have to literally say we're going to do X. Yeah. The Russians and the Chinese, they're just doing it because they're totalitarian or yeah. communist-run governments. They can throw billions of dollars into things. The Chinese bought the global solar industry yeah. the minute that the conservatives decided that Obama was wrong for funding Solyndra. Yeah. And as soon as they did that, they went in and they started creating billions of cheap Chinese solar panels Every one of which is in the United States now. Yeah. Every solar yeah. panel here is made in China. Yeah. And, and we can't get off a coal. Oh, no, no, no. We, we're going back to the 1930s. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. you know, China right now, their, their greatest advances are in artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. self-driving cars, mm-hmm. right. uh, 5G, 5G internet everywhere. Yes. Okay. And we can't even decide if we're going to get 4G in certain parts of LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing because it seems, not seems like what. That's Malcolm Nance. And he spoke about the one thing that we simply don't do anymore. And that's the long game. Planning for the long game. Democrats don't do that. Nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven to the phones six four six. Thank you for holding. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling. Truth works now. Hey Alpha, what's up? It's Jay, man. How you been, baby? I'm doing great, Jay. How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. You know, doing doing good. No need to complain. It doesn't help any. Listen, I just want to give you three weeks to notice that um, the Democrats won't be winning anything, unfortunately. Um, I can't see them winning the Congress, and I know they're not going to win the Senate. So it's basically a wrap for America, man. It's it's sad to say it's over, man. These, these, these Democrats are the absolutely worst politicians the world has ever seen. They have no message. They have no agenda. They really have no fight. And just like, you know, your boy Schumer was capitulating in putting them judges in office, that's how he's basically been for the last 20 or 30 years since he's been in office. The man is a fraud. 
Pelosi and the rest of them are frauds. All they do is go along with the Republicans and try to make it seem to others that they are against what the Republicans are doing. But you never, ever see them put forward a message or a real serious agenda to fight back against what the Republicans are doing to um, this country. And it's really sad because millions of people have been duped by these devils. And it's sad because we don't recognize it, nor do we see it, nor do we call them out. I mean, Chuck Schumer is 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 a is just so much a dirtbag as Mitch McConnell is. And I don't think anybody in politics other than maybe Lindsay an undercover homosexual grab is there's Mitch McConnell. To me, Mitch McConnell is the worst politician in the world. And, you know, you could put your boy Paul Ryan along with him, but Paul Lund got smart and decided he's going to get out the game. He fulfilled his, his goal in this fantasy, and now he got to make money to, um you know, take care of them, them, them kids that he got. And, you know, start to really get his payback for servicing those who have been his master. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just sad, man. It's really, really sad, to be honest, well, honest well, with you. Well, tell me something, Jay. Tell me something. Did you answer this question for me? Uh, we're 17 days out. So you're not going to vote? Am I going to vote? Why would yes. I not? Why would I not vote? That's why I'm asking this a question. Who would be the reason? It's a question. Don't Jay, don't vote. answer the question with a question. I asked a question. You're not going to vote. Of course I'm going to. Of course I'm going to. Okay. I'm if gonna you're going to vote, vote, if you're going to vote, where are you going? I'm. I, I think I'm going to vote for um, who I've been voting for. Unfortunately, the Democrats. I may decide to maybe sneak around and maybe look at a Republican here or there, but I doubt it. But you know, the bottom line is, you know, but that's what, my whole what, point. What that's all I've do? ever preached. That's all I've ever preached. Where are you going? And you give you giving me an honest answer, and I'm satisfied. I am satisfied with trying to change this party to a more progressive. Socialists, because we are a, uh, a hybrid of a socialist nation. White you folks know, won't allow that to happen. Um, well, I, they, under- they, I understand they, they what they don't it. want. I understand that. I understand what they don't want. But with the youth vote that should be elevated, and the millennials, and the, just the, I mean, there's so much to vote against. But you know the thing is, the thing the thing is, um, Alpha, all of these things could happen. But the problem is, the Democratic Party doesn't put forward a narrative to get people to want to be a part of the equation. You you understand what I'm trying to say? They don't they they don't have the messaging. Young people, right? Now, how do you how do you be in the game? But see, 
this is the point. This is why I really, really feel, in all honesty, that they're capitulating with the Republicans in the direction of the country. Because you can't tell me that you've been doing this on the level that it's been going for the last, like, 50 years, and you haven't been able to put forward a message to define the difference. Even if we're just talking about since Obama has been in office, the last 12, 14, 16, whatever years, there hasn't been a message by the Democrats to motivate and to get people to come in and be a part of the whole equation of politics. So it got to be something, because it's not like you don't have intelligent people in the Democratic Party. It's not like you don't have people who could put forward a message. It is the Pelosi and the Schumers and the rest of them that don't want a socialist and positive message put forward, nor do they want black people or young people to be involved in the growth and development of the Democratic Party. How could you be a progressive party and an uplifting party and the heads of your party are all filthy, stinking crackers? Who's the black person at the top of the party that's directing any sort of leadership? And I don't want to hear Puff the Magic Negro Obama because he's useless. He's worthless. He's of no value. He couldn't lead me to do anything because he had the opportunity to do certain things, and all he ever did was capitulate to white folks. So I don't respect him. I want to hear some sort of black person that has an agenda putting forward. No, Cory Booker doesn't have it. No, Kamala Harris doesn't have it. And let me tell you and leave you with this. If anybody thinks that Kamala Harris is going to become the president of the United States, they are stupid. Because I'm going to tell you what they're going to do to her. They're going to expose her for basically the worthless whore that she is and what she did with Willie Brown when they get that opportunity. They're going to dig that up. And I don't think she could get away with what she did with Willie Brown like 45 has been able to get away with his shenanigans. You know why? Because she got that color on her. Well, Jay, thank you for your thank you for your um, your opinion. As there. always, as always, Alpha, it's an honor and a privilege to speak with a fine elder like yourself, who's putting up this serious, serious fight to make it to where, as our people, will be able to participate in this other madness. I thank you so very much. For what you do oh, Thank you Jerry Alpo. You're a good thank, man Thank you for Take your call Take it easy man. and put me Appreciate on mute Please, please put me All on right, mute Alright will do Will do That's Brother Jay I still believe he lives in New York New York, New York We've had Mike from Singapore And uh, I believe I have a, two, a 312 That's sitting on my board That might be house music lover But uh he doesn't have his hand up, so when he wants to converse or inject himself, he will. <laughs> but uh, 
Right, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with Jay 100%. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, they're not trying to uh, facilitate uh, a progressive change. And uh, is it pathetic? Hell yeah, it's pathetic. But it is, it is what it is, as Brother Gil Scott Heron would say. <laughs> I was wondering about our yesterdays and digging through the rubble. And to say the least, somebody went to a hell of a lot of trouble to make sure that when we looked things up, we wouldn't fare too well. And we would come up with totally unreliable pictures of ourselves. But I compiled what few facts I could, I mean, such as they are, to see if we could find out a little bit of something. And this is what I got so far. First, white folks discovered Africa. They claimed it fair and square. Cecil Rose couldn't have been robbing nobody because, hell, there wasn't nobody there. The white folks brought all the civilization because there wasn't none around. How could the folks be civilized when wasn't nobody writing nothing down? And just to prove all of their suspicions, well, didn't take too long. They found out that there were whole tribes of people in plain sight running around with no clothes on. That's right. The men, the women, the young, and the old righteous folks covered their eyes. And no time was spent considering the environment. Hell no, this just wasn't civilized. And another piece of information they had, or at least this is what we were taught, is that unlike the civilized people of Europe, these tribal units actually fought. And yes, there were some crude implements, and yes, there was primitive art, and yes, they were masters of hunting and fishing, and courtesy came from the heart. And yes, there was love and medicine, religion, intertribal communication by drum, but no paper, no pencils, no other utensils. And hell, these folks never even heard of a gun. And this is why the colonies came, to stabilize the land, because the dark continent had copper and gold, and the discoverers had themselves a plan. They would discover all the places with promise. You didn't need no titles and deeds. Then they would appoint people to make everything legal, to sanction the trickery and greed. And back in the jungle, when the natives got restless, they would call it guerrilla attack. And they would never describe that the folks finally got wise and decided that they would fight back. And still, we are victims of word games. Semantics is always a bitch. Places once referred to as underdeveloped are now called mineral rich. And the game goes on eternally. Unity kept just beyond reach. Egypt and Libya used to be in Africa. They've now been moved to the Middle East. There are examples galore, I assure you. But if interpreting were left up to me, I'd be sure every time folks knew this version wasn't mine, which is why it is called his story. The late, great Gil Scott Heron. Uh, and those who aren't familiar with uh, Mr. Uh, Gil Scott Heron's work, please Google him. Gil Scott Heron. B movie. <laughs> if you don't know who Gil Scott Heron is, Google him. His uh, everlasting piece of work for me is his music, such as Angel Dust, and of course, B Movie. If you've never heard B Movie, um, I think I had a little piece. It's a small piece of B-movie. Racism is up. Human rights are down. Uh, where is it? Here you go. Gil Scott Heron, about 55 seconds of B-movie. 
before the free press went down before full court press and were reluctant to view the menu because they knew the only thing available was crow. Lion Cheney, our man of a thousand faces. No match for Ron. Doug Henning does the makeup. Special effects from Grecian Formula 16 and Crazy Glue. Transportation furnished by David Rockefeller. Gil Scott Heron, racism is up, human rights are down, pieces shaky, war items are hot, <laughs> and common sense is selling at an all-time low with every trading. All right, 929-477-2867, back to the phones, the 757. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Good evening, my man, Alpha. Glad to have you here. Oh, this. How you doing, Otis? Look, man, I, I ain't gonna tell you that. If I tell you that, then I gotta make a move. Uh, <laughs> I want I want to switch it up a little bit because you you keep talking about the Dems and all that, and I you you know my attitude about this whole thing. I hate to be cynical, but I call it ping pong. They just bat us back and forth. Now I'm I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna switch it up a little bit by telling you. Everybody was supposedly surprised by Nikki Haley uh, saying that she was leaving the U.N. And and at first I thought it was the dirt that they had on her for flying on the, on the private jets with all of these people down in South Carolina. It's been said that she actually might make a run for the presidency, but quite naturally she sat in front of the red, the orange dumpling and said that that's not true. But... I tried to send it to you earlier today when someone sent it to me. Because, you know, I've been dabbling around on the Internet for about seven years, so I'm, I'm kind of a baby at this. And uh, once I fi- fi- finished with single datahood, I started digging into this because I like politics. And actually my thing is abolition, trying to get rid of the 13th exception clause. But my point is Max Blumenthal is a really good uh, investigative reporter. And he did a show that really surprised me. He said that five days before Nikki Haley publicly said that she was leaving, she went before the Christian right in a group that does, that's a spinoff that started in 1981. And it's a spinoff that, that was started by Jerry Falwell. So I all know what he was all about, you know, with the with the Tea Party <laughs> thing. It was supposed to be grassroots, and then and Jerry Falwell financed huh? it. So it was really a, a a turf movement financed by big money. The same thing, and you can figure it out because you already know the conservatives always talk about Soros, but they don't talk about the billions they spend, the Mercers, the Cokes, the Devosses. They don't talk about that until they finally gain control. But the interesting thing was. He said that this is a group of 300 conservative uh, Christian right people that have been meeting three times a year since 1981. And because, <laughs> he's in a, because he knows something, I'm going to try to 
go on through it because I don't want to eat up all your time. I want you to digest it. I tried to send it to you today so you could listen to it before the show. Because it's part of what I tell you. If we're just finding out about this secret group, you can't tell me the Democrats don't know that these people are operating. So that's why I keep saying wings are the same bird. They're playing us for a ping pong game. When you got 300 influential people meeting in private, and here's, here's, here's the interesting thing. Guess why they chose to meet in Charlotte, North Carolina? Because the head of the group, I can't call his name, but he's one of these big ones against gay rights and uh, all this transvestite rights and LBGQ. And the reason that they met in Charlotte is to reward the Charlotte City Council when they wrote their uh, regulation for the bathroom fight. Remember when they were fighting over trans using bathrooms? The The initial court... The initial uh, Supreme Court case was right up here uh, across the river from me in Gloucester, Virginia. But then that boy, by the time it got to the Supreme Court, it was already graduating out of high school, and they, the, the Supreme Court refused to uh, view the case because they said it was moot. He was already out of school, so he couldn't claim damages. So, so the, conserv- the, the court, Scalia was already dead, so they kind of hit that 4-4 thing and just decided we're not going to uh, – Review the case. Rewarded the city of Charlotte. Now, this is what I'll tell you about money. They rewarded the city of Charlotte by moving their secret meeting down to the Marriott there. So Max Blumenthal gets in, and he said that Nikki Haley got in there and bragged about how they bullied China and and uh, China and uh, Saudi Arabia and another country over the conflict that that uh, Trump was having with North Korea. This is when he was acting silly, calling the, the boy uh, all kind of names and stuff in North Korea. And she also said that they played basically the Henry Kissinger thing. Act like your boss is a maniac. Tell them you don't know what he's going to do. He's unstable, and he could go to war. It got to the point, according to him, he said that it was, supposed to be no reporters in the room so he couldn't take notes but he said that it scared the Chinese ambassadors so much until they are the ones that agreed to step in and talk to North Korea So, and, but she, he, she also said it pushed this country close to the brink of nuclear war because Kim Jong-il or whatever his name is didn't, wasn't sure what Trump was going to do so the South Korean ambassador and the Chinese ambassador went and had a talk with him. Now, I believe he's telling the truth because remember that's when they did the thing, famous thing where they met and crossed the wall together and went and had a talk. So, but but but, and then all of a sudden, Tillerson gets pushed out, Bolton comes in, and Pompeo is here. All of the same demagogues and warmongers that were in charge when Bush was in office. So this country is about to push the world to the brink of world war, all behind trying to make every damn penny they can. And I blame the Dems for not doing what the Republicans did. They should have shut down Congress and won on turning to a progressive base. I don't even listen to MSM. But I listened today 
to that girl Essie Cup, and she was saying that the the numbers have dived for young people, millennials, because they are disenfranchised, dis- disenchanted with the way the Democratic Party is going. Almost the very same stuff that Jay was saying, that these old representatives that have gotten filthy rich don't know how to step out of the way. And it's not just the white ones. The CBC ain't much different. When you look at Clyburn and, and Lewis and all of them, to be honest with you, I started to start to do the research and it looked so bad. Name anything any of them have done for their community, their constituents, in four or five decades of being in the most powerful assembly in the world. Name something they've done. It well, is almost impossible. You know, Jay, after after a while, you know that this is about the ability to pass, have laws passed, and it's all signed. If you if you can't get if you can get the law wait, through the wait. house, which, which wait, Nancy wait. Pelosi did, she got three hundred laws through the house, and you can't get it through the Senate because Harry Reid allowed it to be filibustered with his wall swing ass. That's my point. That's and, my point. And okay, but but, but what you I, I'll ask you you brought you you brought Jay's name up, and I'll ask you the same thing as Jay. Where are you going? It's, that's Are you not going to vote? You, I told you in advance. That's my reason for telling you. It's ping pong. We're getting bounced around the same way. Okay, but you said and, that. And you you no, said that. Wait a minute. But, but see, you're back to the same thing. Now, if we're going to have an honest discourse, you're right back to the same thing. It ain't the voters that's messing up, is my point. We're voting. We're voting. But what what is it and my doing question to try to you ensure was, that you're voting? Are you not going let to let vote? Me finish, let me finish. I'm going to tell you. No, no, I didn't say I wasn't going to vote. I'm saying to you, it's still, I recognize that it's ping pong. We, you had just had that conversation with Jay. My point is, we're voting and doing our part, but we're not having any accountability. I'll give you an idea. Uh, Van Jones interviewed uh, Valerie Jarrett. You know, what, we all vote or something like that, and it's supposed to be bipartisan. It's not even about get out the blue vote. According to her, I listened to it, it blew my mind. She just wants everybody to vote. I'm all for that, too. But my point is, they're, they're, they're missing the point. And I tried to set the predicate for it by telling you. The, the GOP is vetting the people that they're putting in to make sure that what they lobby for, what they advocate for, is what they want. We're not doing that on this side. We the Democrats are not vetting these people and holding them accountable. It's got to be some changes. All this hierarchy got to go. And here's, here's what I'm going to say to you, and I'm not going to rehash the argument that I've been listening to for the last two months with you. What I'm saying is if the, if the Dems do not win at least the Congress, if they don't win it in this election, it will be so traumatic until heads will roll, and I'm afraid, that's what it's going to take for the Democratic Party to make any change. They're not going to do it willingly. When you got somebody like Valerie Jarrett that sat in an administration for two terms and saw the vitriol that that man went through, we as citizens don't even know the number of threats that man got on his life. We know, but she does. She was insider. She knows. And for them to now keep talking about it's just a vote, just a vote, you know what really what really upsets me? 
when you start digging through, they're telling you to get a provincial uh, ballot. And then you come out and find out that most of these states, because there's no federal federal regulation, no federal oversight, states are responsible for setting the criteria on how these votes are counting. Barely 76% of provisional ballots are even counted. So still you're right back to this, another form of voter suppression. These people have the whole Monty going on us, and we keep talking about vote. What difference does it matter if you vote? And here's my point. Hillary Clinton won by 3 million votes and still lost. But guess what? We still don't know to this day how many were not counted. Even if you count the Electoral College, we don't know how many votes were thrown out in the areas that he supposedly won enough to win the Electoral votes. There is no oversight. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm saying there has to be some major changes in this system. And here's the irony, because I listened to another show, too, that that got me, and it it really made me start thinking about this. I don't fear for me. I'm 65. My life expectancy on average is the most I live live another 10 years. I'm talking about the people we're leaving behind, because when you look at it, Jimmy Carter made a very poignant point. He said he spent his time since out of the presidency going around, and I can't remember how many countries it is, verifying elections in other countries. You get that? You, you see the irony in that? We're going around well, making sure. Well, I agree with other, that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying to you. It's so sad. I agree with all it's of that. Only there's nothing you have said that I disagree with. There's well, absolutely well, nothing you, you have well, said I'm that I disagree with. This is what I'm asking you. And instead of these people trying to put up bills, like you said, Pelosi, to me, that's, that is peeing in the wind because they didn't do these things when they should have gone on and done what was necessary to have their way. They knew the consequences of what would happen. They knew when that seat was left open on the Supreme Court exactly what they were gambling with. And my point is, they gambled away our future because they are still going to make money as long as they're a sitting candidate. We got to wake up to this mess. Well, I doubt that uh, many people are are asleep about this. And like I said, I'll repeat it again. I do not disagree with any of the of the downsides of the Democratic Party. Everything that you have said, I agree with. But at some point, the words political reality, because well, if, like guess, you said, I you're going to I'm vote, to and I'm sure you're going to vote Democratic. Yes, but what and I'm, I'm trying to say, say to you, I'm, sure I, you, I'm trying to say to you, you're right. We I, we I have to turn the table. These people, yeah, not not just turn the tables. I think we actually have to start doing some grassroots, just like the Tea Party did. We got to start doing grassroots. So if there, if, <laughs> if we get the lead, we make demands on these people. That's the part I'm saying. I'm not trying to, like I said, but rehash this, the battle. Isn't I'm that what, about, I, isn't that what I said in, over two months ago? You gotta have isn't a that plan what I said over two months ago? We've yeah, got to go have. in and take them and drag them to the left, just like the Tea Party took over the Republican Party, and now it has turned into the further right. They they drug them far to the right, and Donald Trump pushed them off the cliff on the right. 
and we have to well, do the same thing. But we're not going to get anything done trying to work outside of the two-party system, which is heresy, which is simple. My point is people are happy with just getting in, and I'm saying, look, what did I tell you? Since 1981, these people doggedly worked on their mission. For some reason, we don't have that attitude. Right. Those are are called think tanks, and the think tanks have created their long game. That's why I played the clip, the long game. We don't we have, have we don't have a long game. Wait, how many how many think tanks we get? How many how many think yeah. tanks do the Koch uh, brothers have eighty five. They're funding eighty five think tanks. And that's counting the AEI, that's counting all of these yeah, right wing Heritage Foundation, the whole nine yards. Our are minimal. And they do not produce a longer. You got Donald Trump out there talking about Democrats prefer mobs and we pre- we prefer jobs. And re- before he got away with that, before 20 hours, 24 hours passed, I'd have been in front of a camera saying, we like Democrats like reason. Republicans are for treason. See, so you don't, have don't. to fight these people back. Wait a minute. Period. So watch this. But you the corporate I, media won't I, allow I, you. You and I are not political consultants, so I'm going to ask you this. If we got enough common sense to know what should be done, I'm simply asking the question, why do you think the Democrats in power are not doing that? I say it's evidence that they have no intention of moving anything because they're benefiting. I could be wrong. And that's why, no, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. And that's why I have said, that's why I have advocated increasing the progressives and social Democrats into the party and grabbing it by the throat and dragging it to the left. That's but the only it, way. Uh, what kind of insurgents are you going to get in there? That's what I'm looking at now. I, I, I looked at some You're of asking me what kind of insurgents? They're talking, yeah. you know, the the... The, the uprising of the millennials and the young people, the people who feel disenfranchised, they are the ones who are going to bring it to us. Otis, uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I just listened to that report from SC Cup, and she said that the latest, the latest numbers on the millennials is they have soured just in the last 90 days because they hear nothing positive from the Democrats. That tells you. Well, that's if, if SC Cup, and you have to know. You have to know who S.C. Cup is. I know who exactly she is. I'm bring, telling you. All right, then. She's, so on you can't, you, she's on She's on your you, platform. You, Come on, man. Come on. Shoot she, she, doesn't, she doesn't have a show on MSNBC. She's a pundit. She's a, play, a paid political pundit on MSNBC. Well, oh, hell, I, you can say that for Joy Reid and, and, and the boy Chris Hayes and all Joy Reid has a show. Joy Reid has a show. You can't compare SC Cup to Joy oh Reid. God, I tell you what. Okay, you're right. Does SC Cup have a show? I'll talk to you later. Look up logical fallacies, right. bro. Later. All right. Take care. Thank you for calling, Otis. Have a, have a good night, bro. All right, brother Otis. Brother Otis. Uh, He's right. I don't disagree with what Brother Otis is saying, but uh, at some point, uh, political reality has to set in. 
It's not about who or what I think. And he's right. The Democrats have no intention of rocking the boat and upsetting their apple cart. This becomes a matter of exactly where you're going. Where are you going? You must try to work within the pathetic, literally pathetic system that we find ourselves in. Let me play this while nature calls. Does identified as mentally retarded, put back from the fifth grade into the fourth grade, and stayed in that category until I got out of high school. I don't have any college training. But I met a high school teacher who one day changed my life. I was waiting on another student, and when he came in, he said to me, young man, go to the board and write what I'm about to tell you. And I said, I I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, it doesn't matter. Follow my directions now. I said, I can't do that, sir. He said, why not? I said, because I'm educable, mentally retarded. And he came from behind his desk, and he looked at me. He said, don't ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And as he talked, my heart began to beat fast. Tears began to run by my eyes, and and I was in the back just listening to him because the speech he was giving, that speech was for me. And he said, Les Brown, he said, if you want to do anything worthwhile in life, you've got to be hungry. I told Mr. Washington I wanted to become a disc jockey. And so I started working to develop myself. He said, I want you to practice every day being a disc jockey. I said, but I don't have any job now. He said, it doesn't matter. He said that it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And as I was working to develop myself, I applied for a job as a disc jockey, WMB on Miami Beach. I went to a guy named Milton Butterball. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? I'd like to get a job as a disc jockey. He looked at me. He said, do you have any broadcast background? I said, no, sir, I don't. Do you have any journalism background? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, we don't have any jobs available. I said, yes, sir. I went back to Mr. Washington, and I told him. He said, don't take it personally. He said, most people are so negative, they will have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, go back again. So I went back again. I said, how you doing, Mr. Butterball? My name is Les Brown. He said, I know what your name is. What do you want? I said, I'd like to know whether or not you have any jobs at this jockey, sir. He said, didn't I just tell you yesterday we didn't have any jobs? I said, yes, sir, but I know whether or not somebody got laid off or somebody was fired, sir. He said, no one was laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day like I was seeing you for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He said, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir. And I went to get him some coffee. After a while, I would get their lunch and dinner, and I would go in the control rooms and take the disc jockeys their food, and I would not leave until they would ask me to leave. One Saturday afternoon, while I was at the radio station, a guy named Rock was drinking while he was on the air. I was the only one there, looking at him through the control room windows, walking back and forth, young, ready, and hungry. Pretty soon the phone rang and it was the general manager. And I answered the phone. I said, hello. He said, Les, this is Mr. Klein. I said, I know. He said, Rock can't finish his program. I said, I know. 
He said, would you call one of the other DJs in? I said, yes, sir. I hung the phone up. I said, now he must be thinking I'm crazy. I called my mom and my girlfriend, Cassandra. I said, y'all turn up the radio and come out on the front porch. I'm about to come on the air. I waited for about 20 minutes. And I called him back. I said, Mr. Klein, I can't find nobody. He said, young boy, do you know how to work the controls? I said, yes, sir. He said, go in there and don't say nothing here. I said, yes, sir. I couldn't wait to get behind those controls. I put on an old Stevie Wonder record called Fingertips. I sat down behind that turntable. I said, look out, this is me, LB, Triple P. Les Brown, your platter playing Papa. There were none before me, and there will be none after me. Therefore, that makes me the one and only. Young and single and love to mingle, certified, bona fide, and dubiously qualified to bring you satisfaction, a whole lot of action. Look out, baby, I'm your love man. I was hungry. I was hungry. You got to be hungry. Our brother Les Brown, <laughs> that's always a great a great motivational story that he tells. But uh, at some point, um, <laughs> you have to reel it back into reality. Uh, the brother that he just called, Brother Otis. Well, Otis is absolutely right. He's absolutely right, but uh, I don't wax over, wash over, look over the fallacies, the faults within the Democratic Party. I simply understand that you ain't going nowhere if you're so dissatisfied with what's going on in the Democratic Party as I am. Totally dissatisfied. You have to make that change. You have to get in there and make that change. You have to be able to say, you can't concede the power to this deranged liar, misogynist, racist, traitor. The the threat is greater coming from the Trump side than it is coming from the Democratic side, be it that they are a different side of the same coin. I know this. I have known this. And in all the conversations I've had with Brother Otis, I've always said and asked that question, where are you going? Just like I asked him, are you going to vote? He didn't, you know, of course he's going to vote. But who are you going to vote for? Of course, I couldn't get that out because he was so appalled. He displayed a level of feigned indignation as to why would I vote, rather than answer the question. And Jay answered my question. Jay, Jay was the first brother that ever answered that question. I've asked that question I've been asking that question for years. Where are you going? Where are you going? You have to get into the system that is available to you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Get into the system that's available to you and work from within. 
You have to work against Republicans. You have to work against the corporate media. Because they carry that water. They carry that dirty water for the Republicans by asking speciously couched questions like, what are Democrats for? The same things that Democrats have always been for, as uh, Ocasio-Cortez or Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez said, the party of Social Security. This didn't just come up in 2016. This is a FDR. This is a New Deal. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Reaching the least and the last, those who have and have not. When a simple fix will fix the impending lie that they tell you about the shortcomings of Social Security and Medicare, when a simple raising the the tax ceiling from 128000 raise it. Matter of fact, eliminate it. As long as you are making money, you pay that tax, Social Security and Medicare will be endlessly funded. You see, there's no shortfall when it comes to war. We always seem to have enough money for tax cuts. You you increase the deficit by $1.8 trillion, And then you turn around and say, Mitch McConnell says, uh, the entitlement is what's driving our debt. And you got people want to argue with me about who Chuck Schumer is or who Nancy Pelosi is. I know who they are. But we have to stop the impending threat. There's no sense in stopping Schumer or Pelosi if they run over Social Security and Medicare, if they put it on and give it to Wall Street, the George Bush, give Wall, give the Social Security to Wall Street. I don't care where you go. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your beliefs are about both parties. I don't care. If you're not going to work inside the democratic system, Be a democratic progressive, socialist, whatever the hell it is, to change people such as Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. They should be calling for Chuck Schumer's head. They should be calling, you know, and the media played it up. Oh, you've got 50, you've got 51 Republican, I mean, Democrats who said they won't support Nancy Pelosi. Okay, then she'll simply be the Speaker of the House by one, what, 161 to 51, 168 to 51, whatever the number is, whatever the number pencils out to be, think about it. That's a speciously couched question. <laughs> it's those types of assumptions. Oh, this writes in the chat room. So you think I'll vote with the 53% of white women? Hell no. 
I don't take you for that. I take you to be better than that. Do I think you're going to vote Democratic? You're damn right. I think you're going to vote Democratic. Do I think you have a problem with the democracy, the Democratic leadership? You're damn right. I have a problem with that same leadership. But we're in an ocean, and we're being pulled along by a luxury liner that has the ability to take us to safe harbor. And all we can do is find people who traffic in sites like the Black Agenda Report, who traffic in sight of, I saw one site that uh, Afro, uh, Afro something-tism, and all they know is what the Democrats' shortfalls are. Democrat this, Democrat that. I don't disagree with them. I don't disagree with them. But people in the Black Agenda Report and these Afrocentrics, they are about pulling down what has to be addressed after you grab control. If there is a faction within the Democratic, a caucus within the Democratic Party, if progressives coming into the Congress create this progressive socialist caucus and hang it on them and and put the pressure on them, I don't think that they can easily fight. See, they can't fight against Republicans, but they fight against Democrats a lot harder than they fight against Republicans. The established Democrats fight a lot harder against Democrats trying to change the system than they do against Republicans trying to destroy the system. And therein lies our problem. That's where you have to be able to stand up and say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. If you don't change the tenor or change the direction, they're right. If we don't put a check on this president, it's all over. It's all over. Democracy, the alt-right will seize and take over. Did you see the 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 article where the head of the GOP was leading the Proud Boys in the attack on Pelosi's Democratic office. They don't give a damn. They apologize for nothing. And you're telling me that the biggest threat of the Democrats, the established Democrats, I think not. Tell you like this. We can argue and we can disagree and debate, but there's no sense in shooting yourself in the foot. No sense in shooting yourself in the foot over there. You have to remain vigil. And you have to ask yourself, what the hell is going on? Ah. <laughs> uh, 
And as always, I want to thank um, Brother Mike calling in from Singapore. I want to thank Jay. And I think Jay is in New York. And I want to thank Brother Otis. Uh, they have strong beliefs about the system. And I have said for many, many, many a show, this eight hey, is in the archives. Go back and listen to them. How many times have I said grab the Democrats by the throat and drag them further left? Come on, come on, get a clue, get a clue. We're 17 days out. We have to find a better way. We have to find a better reason. Get the people out. Get your ass out and vote. Get your ass out and vote. Get as many people who believe that it don't matter anyway. Even though registration, we're beyond a lot of the deadlines for registration. Uh, and I got to tell you, I got to tell you, people who don't vote, I don't even want to have associate with them. I don't even want to talk with them. <laughs> to your civic duty or shut them up. <laughs> Get your ass out to vote. Period. Then. You don't know what's going on. For the working people, for people of a greater vision who see a way through progressives and socialism, and I'll say it as I close. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty.
Everybody thinks we're wrong Who are they to judge us Mother, mother Simply call the sweet where I hang on Mother, mother Ooh. 